So everyone's good, Justin. You're done crunching. I'm never done crunching. <laughs> <laughs> if there's snacks, I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Fran. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Fran, how are you doing? I'm just doing fine. Thank you. That is great. Justin, yourself? I'm okay. How are the snacks today? They were good. I uh, don't remember if I ate lunch or not today. So I got here. I was like, you know what? I'm pretty hungry. So I had a banana on the way. But that was pretty much it. Awesome. Well, awesome. This- awesome. You're saying that I ate a banana and snacks. Awesome. Just fill in the void. Okay. Um, go. You came up with a, a good topic for this week. And that is the topic of purpose. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good, Fran. I really enjoyed brainstorming about it. Um, I just looking up online things about purpose. The difference between a purpose and a goal is a goal is something that can be achieved, where a purpose has greater intention and can never be a completed task. So the example I found online was, <laughs> is Lizzie okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. dog's coughing. Yeah. Uh, the example online was, if you can have the goal of being a father, because then you can have a kid, but if your purpose is to be a great dad, that is a lifelong. Yeah, endeavor. goal to be a dad's easy. It's just anyone can, I, I could be a dad, right? I could, I mean, you yeah. could just have a kid and just disappear, yes. right? You're a dad, right? You did, you did your job. Wait, have but, a kid and disappear? <laughs> yeah, have a kid. Imagine the moment the kid comes out. You just disappear. You vanish. Vanish. Wouldn't that be convenient? Oh, it would be horrible. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. Terrible. There's, I mean, some um, do it. So yeah, you're not wrong. But no, I think yeah, I think that yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the uh, like yeah, that's, I think being a father is like a great goal. But it's like the, the purpose of being a father. What's the purpose? It's being a great a great father. It just that's anything in life. You have a goal to get there, but have the purpose to be the best. Yes. Okay. That's good. That's a good way to look at it. Fran, how do you? view purpose how do i view well it's the thing that just seems to be alive in me uh and and i have many i mean i'm interested it well i've always told you that curiosity is the thing that i'm all about Mm -hmm. i it seems like i was born curious i just want to know i look at something i want to know how it works i want to understand it um i i want to know why we're here Hmm. I want to make it better than I've found it. Um, and there are all different ways to do it. And as you know, when I was little, the only thing I wanted to do was dance. Mm-hmm. And that's because it made me happy. That's because it was easy for me. And then I had no idea that all the dancing I was doing was preparing me to help my mom when my dad disappeared then I could teach others to dance. Mm-hmm. And the, by teaching those kids something that I love to do, that prepared me for my life's work because I ended up being with kids all these many years. Um, not that I didn't set out to do that, but I, I set out loving life, enjoying it, um, and I didn't understand what sense of purpose was. Uh, and I, I just, I loved family. I loved friends. That sometimes that is your sense of purpose. Yeah. And you don't have to call it that, but every single purpose person has a sense of purpose. And then you need to find it. And then you know that when I was 17, I fell off a stage and it ended my dancing career. That was it. So at that point, 
I had to decide what was I going to do after I graduated from high school. So I just looked around and listened to all my friends and what were they doing? They're all going to college. And I had never even considered it, not mm. for a moment, because I'd already had a great opportunity. I was going to go to the MGM Studios when I was 18, and I was going to hopefully be in some musicals with uh, maybe Vera Ellen. You know, there were several people that they had talked to me about that maybe I would look like a sister. And so my plans were made, but it wasn't meant to be. So then I had to go to college. I didn't know what else to do mm -hmm. because I was curious. All right. So I go to Florida State University, and my whole life just opened up. What When I talked to my advisor, um, they asked me, what do you like to do? And I said, I just like to learn something every day. I really want something new every day. They said, education is the perfect field for you. And then... We had to decide how that was going to happen. And of course, I'd been teaching children. Mm -hmm. Remember, they had to be age three up to where I was in age. So if I was 12, nobody older than 12. So I was with- Oh, well, that's was, what they use as a cutoff. Yeah, Interesting. Uh -huh. And so that's the way it started. And then when I felt confident about whoever I taught, I could teach adults. But it was interesting because as I went to observe I was always finding myself happiest when I was with kids, middle school kids. Mm -hmm. And they were, the, most of them were 10, 11, 12. And that's when my whole life changed. But because it was so emotional and strongly print, imprinted in my life, I just felt comfortable there. And that's where I wanted to teach. And that's where I spent, you know, from 1960 to 1996. Who's counting? Wow. <laughs> right, right. Yes, but that was, you know, that's my sense of purpose. And I still have, I still have things that I am trying to tie up the loose ends. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find people that I just want to find again and reconnect with them and thank them for being wonderful friends when I lived in their state, when I moved into their neighborhood. Um, because I lost track of a lot of people as we moved around. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of doing right now, besides cleaning out closets and dresser drawers and and giving away certain yeah, that, things. Yeah, that stuff's always there. But yeah. as far as the people it's, who can't I, come into your life and had an impact kinda, on meeting, tracking yeah. them down is pretty cool. So if anyone out there is a PI and is yeah. looking for some work, we'll hire you. And then you two guys came in and you added this other thing in my life that I am now passionate about. Mm -hmm. Back to work. Yeah. yeah, back to work. She's a friend's a big podcast head. You know, you're big. You're big into podcast. So we're gonna have to get you some. We have to get you some merchandise. Really start promoting it. Well, it's so much fun. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask this to you first, Fran. Um, in that time between the fall and then going away to college, right? Did you ever feel aimless? Oh God, yes. I felt like I couldn't breathe when I found out that. Even though the pain had stopped in my foot, they took the cast off, and I was walking on my foot. I could not go up on the ball of my foot, and then my foot would swell. I tried to wear high heels, too, when I dressed up for the prom. I had to take my shoes off because my foot swelled. 
Yes. And when I realized I was never going to be able to dance again, I thought I couldn't breathe. I couldn't imagine what could I be. Francis dances. That was what everyone said. Mm -hmm. And now it was all denied. So I had to do something else. And what do you think in that in that time period carried you through it best? Like how how would like besides then, you know, luckily not going too long until finding that next purpose. Right. Was it just your, you know, demeanor, your personality that kind of kept you upbeat? Was there anyone mm -hmm. there that offered you know support through all that or was it just within was it just like a feeling you had that just like i have to i make well, the best i had i had some really good friends who were always interested in my life you know i told you my life is a is a good life to look at because it was the community in a sense that kind of raised me yeah. i was the only child but there were so many people interested in me and so uh, you know, I had the pleasure of being invited to dinner to different homes, and they would talk to me about, what are you going to do? What would you like to do? Mm -hmm. And so we had I had conversation with those people. But I think one of the people that did the most about helping me understand what I should do is Doris Gadsden. Doris Gadsden was my ballet teacher. Okay. Uh, and she finished up I couldn't dance anymore, and the dance studio didn't end until the end of my senior year. But she took over all my classes. She helped me right to the end. But she always said to me, she said, honey, you have to know that there, there are other things in this world that you were meant to do. And nothing would have stopped you unless it was something like this. Mm -hmm. And so now, let's just think about the fun that could be just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. And I had gone to Florida State with the chorus. Uh, we were um, a, like a, a traveling chorus, and we had visited there, and we sang there. And I had loved the campus. It was beautiful, and I'd never been on a college campus before. And so I knew how beautiful it was. And then I really wondered if I'd be able to get in because it was get late. Other people had already said, yes, I'm going to Florida State. So when I applied, I wasn't sure I would get to go in. But I made it, and not only that, I told you, I took the test. They offered me a test. They knew that I could not afford it. On my own, I took the test and I got a full scholarship. Yeah. So um, it was, it's almost like I am surrounded by helping angels. That's what my life has been like. And that's probably why you became one. You are <laughs> one already. Thank you. Uh, Justin, I don't know if there's ever been a time you'd like to discuss where maybe you felt aimless. Maybe. <laughs> Or maybe every morning, man. <laughs> every time I get up, I'm like, "What am I doing today?" Why no. did I ask him? No, no. Yeah. Oh shit, aimless. Um, like just where you feel like you're lacking purpose, <clears throat> lacking drive. Anything? I obviously everyone knows you stay very busy. Yeah, I think for me, it's like lacking purpose and drive. Um, I guess I go through like a slump every now and then where I have like a lot on my plate, and I get to a point where I just kind of like. I just kind of burn. I guess I burn out for a few days. I can't. I have everything's just kind of in disarray, and I just have to kind of take a step back, 
kind of reevaluate what I'm doing, reorganize it and kind of validate why I'm doing it and say, Hey, you're doing this because of this. This is going to, you know, you're going to do this for this long to get here, do this to get here. So it's just, I I guess I have to give myself reassurance in a lot of like what I do. And then that, that, and then that holds on for however long, but every week, I feel like every almost like month, like so much is changing and I, I get involved in so many different things. And like, I'm on this path and this path has been great the past, you know, this past like year has been phenomenal. So I'm just, I'm just, maintaining the course and it gets bumpy at times um it's just everything in life you know you're gonna have a, a moment where you're just like oh you know shit should i have done this or why did i do this or why didn't i do it that way it's you know you can't really harp on it you just kind of it is what it is and it's like i made thousands of decisions that i probably regret but i made you know thousands that i'm fortunate of so it's a just the balance just the, the way of so it sounds like more you you lose sight of the purpose. Not that you don't really have one. It's just no. I I have a perp. I I have a purpose, and I'm I, I am somewhat strategic as far as sometimes to get ahead. You have to take a few steps back. Um, and I and I've learned some hard lessons that way. But I wouldn't trade that for I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um, because you know that's there's what's that Rod Stewart song where it's like I wish that. I knew what I knew then when I was younger or whatever. It's like, I wouldn't want to know everything young because then it takes away the beauty of, of the world. And as far as learning, learning's a powerful thing. And when you have something that resonates within you and it's like, oh, wow. And it opens you up to be a different person. It's just like, you know, those are the moments you cherish. Have you had any moments in your life that have drastically changed what you would say is your purpose? You know, Fran has her, her fall. Oh yeah. I have, I have, um, some that I keep, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a few, yeah. a few that I, I hold tight. They're good. I mean, it's, it's they're as crazy as they are. It's just that the, there's so much good in, in, in bad. So Fran kind of mentioned some of her purposes right mm-hmm. now. Look, so, you know, Fran wants to help others and look for answers. Yeah. Do you have any purposes that you keep at the front of your brain that you're, you're trying to do that you want to share? Uh, I think for me, it's probably. I'm the type of person I'm, I'm, I like to get like, whatever I put on my plate, I want to get it done. Like I, I'm, I like to be the person who executes. I want to be the one making sure this is done. And like, so holding myself to my standards of, of where I am with work and projects in my life and just maintaining the course and, and setting realistic goals. Um, but I think that's going to help me fulfill as I hit milestones in my life. It's always one to look back at, Oh, like, you know, this year I did that, that year I did that just something like, where so it's, completing it's, your goals is your purpose. Yeah, to, to, and also you, put out you know whatever I'm doing. I want to put out the best pro, you know best possible product, best whatever it is that I'm doing. I wanna, I don't want to sell myself short. Um, and I want you know I want to be, well, I want people to recognize me for for me and like me giving everything to it. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. where like even like I mean I, I think like work i'm very on you know i'm very on top of like certain things that i do um and even in stand-up like as much as it is like about me on that moment in time but it's also much about the people there and i want them to have the best you know that their best night so it's everything that i've ever you know everything i create i want someone to look at and be like wow that's cool like whatever it is i want it to resonate and that my voice whether it's heard seen or felt to know that oh that that was a you know that's a good impression whatever Fran when you think of Justin is there any specific thing that comes to mind that like his that's his purpose I would say entertain others 
and interact with others is definitely well, a with, purpose of Justin. With Justin, he is like a Renaissance guy. He truly Ooh, is. I think that I think this is it's so interesting to see someone who has so many talents. There's this creative force that's always in his life and he has to create. If he doesn't create, things aren't right. And so he, he keeps finding those things. And a person like this makes the world a much happier, brighter spot. <laughs> and that's what he's about. And when he enters the room, I can feel him before I ever see him. It's just, I can feel his energy sitting over here. Yeah. He has an energy feel that's unbelievable. Yeah, you so, can almost hear it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Justin, how you ever sleep at night. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> I wonder that. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just so wired half the time. I'm just like, what? I got, I'm not sleeping tonight. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Justin does have a certain energy. and he, He's at a, a high frequency. Yes. That's where he, he yeah. thrives at. And I don't know how you pick and choose all the things that you want to do. The thing that is so good is that inside you have this courage to step out and do any one of them. You're not the least bit hesitant about yeah. doing it. Well, I think uh, it's funny because I look back, it's like I have, I mean, now I have so much stuff within arm's reach where I have, here's my end goal with it. Everything's within arm's reach, but you have to take the time and on each of those things and, and nourish them along the way, right? If I put all my time into one thing, I'm going to let the others fail. So I've kind of hit this point in my life where it's, I found the perfect blend of what I'm working on and now it's time to just focus in on that and and see the results and there's going to be a lot lot going on in the next really the next year i know it's exciting so. we're not telling but we're excited mm -hmm. stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm going to be a dad <laughs> <laughs> all right now you've asked us now we want to know about you and your purpose you know i when i was thinking about this <laughs> yeah i kind of felt the first things that uh came to mind i kind of felt selfish because like i felt like my purpose was i mean this is just last night when i was thinking about this was to uh travel meet others and do what i enjoy and i kind of feel selfish with that being the case but when I think back on the ways I have traveled and met others, like when I was working for the park service. Yes. Because the other thing I have here is like be a force for good. I felt like I was. Yes. In, in like the way I live like my day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. So I, overarching, I definitely just want to yes. be a member of the Army of Good yes. and just enjoy what I'm doing. Because when you meet right. folks well, that are unhappy, I, don't wanna, I just don't want to be that. Yeah. I don't want to be unhappy. Well, you have, I mean, you wrote a book of poetry called Bound to the Road, and that's yeah. you. You're back. You've always been traveling. Yeah. I don't know how many states you've gone yeah. to, whatever it yeah. is, but like you're always, you're always traveling. So I think, you know, there's, I mean, that's part of, that's right. part of you, man. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just that, uh, the internal drive, that internal purpose mechanism. Yeah, so I, I mean, you have a map of like all the places you've been to, like all like national parks, right? Yeah. Now, what do you do when you get to all of them? Is it just, oh, we're done? Are you going to revisit some or is it or is it on to another content? Or is it just like you filled your purpose? Like I've traveled the United States. It's more than that. It's no, because it's things are always changing. Yes. yes. New things to see. And then the joy of revisiting places. Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. to the Grand Canyon now 
three times. Yes. And I think three, yeah. And the next time I go, I'm only going if I'm like hiking rim to rim. Oh. You know, it's just, you go somewhere multiple times and always think of a new way to experience it. And you also know the places not to go too. Yes. You know a few of those. I know a couple of places. It'd be a great, uh, what's it, the uh, people who do like the vacations for people? Yeah. What what are they called? Travel advisor? Travel (laughs) advisor. Yeah, they call it. It's like, yeah, so, um, you know, it's me, my wife, my three kids. It's like, all right, you're going to want to go to like Arizona this time of year, this and that. Like, yeah. Just be a a phone. Just Mm -hmm. literally have a phone for that. Yeah. Travel advisor. That would, uh, I used to think that'd be like the best job, but now everyone just plans their travels online and only business people, I think go by travel agents but we all have our purpose fran question for you and for all the parents out there how did having kids change your purpose oh because it sounds like (laughs) you get to school you get to college you find education yes and teaching others as a driving force yes especially you know teaching little ones yes obviously you have you know a certain connection with children. Yes. And then you have three of your own. Yes. Well, it changes everything when you become a parent because then it's like looking at forever and you want the most for your kids. You want to expose them, enrich their lives. You know, a lot of the things I was doing in the classroom, I really tried first on my own kids for sure. But when they're little, that's a very different kind of thing. I mean, you're talking about changing diapers and, you know, that, that, yeah, that's a different thing. But as they got older, this was the whole thing was to make them also want to know more. You know, when you're looking at something, I would always say, why do you think they built that? What is it? Or when we had a story, why did they write this story? What is it they want us to know? You're raising a bunch of philosophers. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, it's wonderful. They're all college graduates and they're all doing fine. So it it worked out fine for me. Uh, But my whole life was being with kids. And so that helped me as a parent too, very much. I like the way you view things because you're so good at, viewing it on like the micro scale it's like how does you know how does a pen work yeah and then like zooming out is like well why do we have pens what can you do with pens where did pens come? like and that macro view where yeah. and so, then it goes to microplastics and then is there a better way you know i i always want to know if there is a better way hmm. i i have this idea that as generation after generation comes along that we all are here to like let all the boats rise we're all helping each other even when Mm -hmm. we aren't aware of it because there is a touching there is a ripple effect for everything that happens and we don't get to see it always once in a while somebody will come back and tell you yeah that's all uh you know everything that Thing but that it's cause and effect, essentially. Like effect, right now, effect, yeah. right now, what we're doing right this minute is touching a life and changing that. Yeah. And then they're reaching out and they're doing the same thing and things are getting better. They are. <clears throat> yeah. What has always fascinated me is just how interactions <laughs> with somebody can be a one-time interaction or a short time. Like, yeah. When I was on a road trip a couple of years ago and I saw somebody camping in the back of their truck, yeah. that 
altered my life, which has now altered my girlfriend's life. And like, it's just so like, I only just saw it. Like, I don't even know how those <laughs> folks found out about it. And yeah. the, like, just that ripple of just seeing something. I'm sure it's happened to you, yeah. whether consciously or subconsciously. See something, it's like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I want it, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah so it's just really cool how that works. And then I don't have this quote exactly right, but it's kind of well-known. And I think it fits for us doing this podcast. It's don't let the idea of perfect get in the way of good actions. Because if you only wanted to execute something perfectly, you probably will never execute anything. That's right. Yeah. It's, so it's like, like don't, don't focus on being the best. It's like focus on being your best, essentially. Yeah. Right. Right. Just let your life speak. Okay. If you if you do, just be the things you believe and never, never give away your values. You know, don't step away to try and be like someone else. Remember, mm. be yourself. That's our purpose. That's it. Fran, I like that, what you said before about children or having children. It's like looking at forever. That was That's nice. That's what it yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a few more questions just, you know, for you, friends. Is this from, is this the mailbag? No, no, no. Okay. No. This is, this is still on purpose. Um, and I also, they have like studies out there um, where having a sense of purpose helps us deal with stress, helps, helps someone. Hey, well, that's. Handle it helps you solve your stress 100%. Yeah. Having a purpose is knowing that, hey, I'm dealing with the stressful time to get to here. Without going through the stress, I can't get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people who hate on stress, you're going to live with it. Stress is never going away. Stress is going to be there till the day you die. That's right. Learn to deal with it. That's right. just, I just find it cool that science backs up. Yes, know, I yeah, do too. The importance of That's having a purpose. Good. Yeah. So just some more questions that uh, we had gone over is just so now looking back, how do you feel about? what your sense of purpose was and what you completed in that as you look back now. As I look back and I was looking back. I think you yeah. should be proud. Uh, I, well, I was looking back today and thinking about how I was totally unaware how important dancing was to earning enough money to help my mother at the right time to get me off to college because that's where I needed to be to find my wonderful husband and that's where we met. And then we had the great journey of going through the different states. I never knew that. But being a teacher, I was always able to find a job. Mm. It's a wonderful thing. And I was always able to be with kids. And um, and it, it, just, it was just the way I would want it. I would want to do it all the same again. Even falling off the stage, I wouldn't change a thing. Wow. That no. just shows how yeah, happy you are with it. Yes. Yeah. That's that and I never realized how it would all fit together, how everything that I learned would help me all along the way. Yeah. You don't, you're not aware of it. You know, yeah. when you're a you kid, you don't realize it you when you're realize. a kid, just, no. which is that's the beauty of it, though. Because if, yeah. if you knew right away to be so, you know, you know, not, you know, questioning things, you had the answers to everything, what's well, be boring, right? Be and done. You're a kid, you'd have it all yeah. figured out and be done. <laughs> and I never knew I'd live in New Jersey. But it's the crossroads of history. Everybody was always going up to Boston, back down Philadelphia. We're full of historical sites. I, yeah. it's we have mountains, we have beaches, we have wonderful cities, we have culture, we have music. Mm -hmm. I, it's a wonderful place for me to be. Yeah. I, I don't want to be anywhere else. Just here. So, as far as the uh, the present. In the, in the future, you're just going to keep chugging away? Or? Well, 
now I'm at the point when you're 83, you don't look far in the distance. You really think about the day. Mm, there's much more, more around yeah. you. And yeah, and reach, when yeah. I wake up in the morning, I say, oh, I've got another day. And it and the day unfolds, and I get to see old friends, and you know I'm I'm so lucky to still be walking. There are people my age who are in wheelchairs, you know, and um, and I still get to see my kids, and I get to watch the animal life that's all around this house, and all the blooming flowers, and and the trees, and they all everything out there feels like it's alive with me. This is something I didn't have when I was younger. I didn't feel this energy that comes from all of this aliveness. Um, I used to always love hiking. That's something I've always loved doing. I like to just be out in the wilderness, but I didn't know why I, I like to be there. Now it's as though I'm, I have this feeling stronger that connection to we, it. we yeah. feel we're alive together. It's like I can talk to the trees. It's like they can talk to me. I mean, we're not really talking like this, but we're feeling each other. Yeah. And I feel like they care about me here. And I ca certainly care about them and their welfare. And I can walk by a plant and say, ah, you need water. Okay. You know, this it's just different. I have grown in my understanding of life force. Mm. And it is a molecular. Yeah, that's where we yeah. went over last week, where it was as much as like you're very, you know, where you are now, and you're very like full circle of what's going on around you. Like, yeah, it, like, yeah, you know, like I guess it's like you're saying, not, you know, you think of the, you know, today and the now, not so much in it, you know, forward, but like you appreciate everything full circle around you. You bet. It's different and it's wonderful. That's great. I hope you, I hope you get to be my age. You're aging sure, healthy. So. That's a part. That's well. Yes. That's a part of it too. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? That's, yes. You got to exercise the mind and the body. Yeah. Like my great aunt is 95, still lives alone, walks to the grocery store in Brooklyn. Just, she is mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah, I'm so if, glad I'm. If she her. would get hearing aids, she'd be even better. But, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, every time I see her, I'm just yelling at her. I'm just like, what? I mean, she always she remembers you. She remembers what you have going on, yeah. but you're just yelling at her. But, and she's lovely. Yeah, but. I've been at her house and she has like a book. It says like superfoods for aging. Like, she's very aware of, you know, maintaining the body to keep yeah, things going. She's so. an amazing woman and an inspiration to me. She could be my big sister. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I have here for purpose. Justin, I don't know if there's any other aspects of purpose you want to discuss. Fran, I don't know if you have any notes here we didn't get to yet. Um, no, that, I mean, honestly, I just a, did a good job uh, emceeing it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Did Justin, what advice do you have for, for folks that maybe feel like they don't have a purpose? Uh, you know what? If not having a purpose, your purpose, embrace it. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to find, you got to, no, that's terrible. That's, that can lead you to dark, dark places. Uh <laughs> I feel like you just have, I don't know. I mean, I don't, that's a, that's a very loaded question. If you don't, if you, if you're having a tough time figuring out where your purpose is, just be very conscious, uh, take a day to realize like, you know, whether it's a, you know, a week, do, do it on like a weekday and a weekend. What are you doing during the weekday? Okay. Right. You know, you wake up, you do this, you go to a job at the job, you talk to a friend, right? What do you talk about? Right. So it's just like, be conscious of everything you're doing. You might find something in, in that is a diamond in the rough. 
You know, mm-hmm. and on the weekends, what are you doing? You Are you getting up and not doing anything? Are you laying in bed staring at a wall? Mm-hmm. Well, is that wall, does it need to be repainted? Go repaint the wall. Go do something. I don't know, you know, like find something. Find, you know. Go do something. I think yeah, that's good advice. That's, that's probably the best find thing. Find something. Fran, any advice? Uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anything we didn't hit on. Um, or, or, real quick, sense of purpose. How about write in? We want more questions. Yeah. You know, if you don't, you just have a random question. Yes. Write in. That right. would be great. We're always looking for more Fran And then your it. sense of purpose is waiting for the next episode to hear what we have to say. Oh. There you go. Always waiting for the next episode. That's a great purpose to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think purpose is a great, great topic. This was great, Justin. Yeah. I, think I don't want to say it anymore because it's like purpose is like the words like, you know, when you say a word a lot and it's like starts becoming like something sounds wrong about it. It doesn't sound like uh, a real world uh, word. That's what it sounded like to me right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so before we lose sense of purpose, I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> All right. How about a little Fran mail? <gasps> I'd love some. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, folks, we love the questions. And this was a good one. It was directed at Fran, but Justin, we want to hear your thoughts as well. It was, would you ever get a tattoo? Is there any tattoo you would get now or that you maybe wish you had? Like, what are your thoughts on tattoo? But first, would you have ever gotten one? Probably not. Because when I was a little girl, my mother said to me, you are so lucky. You have this beautiful, strong body. Don't do anything except take care of it. Don't change it in any way. She was very upset when I had my ears pierced because that changed it just a little bit. But uh, that that was my lesson. And you know I have a sign in the bathroom about mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. Oh, yeah. That's the only place you have to live. Okay. So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having out trying a, like a, a henna tattoo because I could wash it off. Yeah. Uh, but see, I know because of my curiosity that I am going to find out other things. And so if I got a tattoo a long time ago, I'm not the same person I was a long time ago. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. And then I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want it to speak for me in any way. So no. But had I had a life on the water, if I had lived, oh, I don't know, up in Maine and went sailing a lot where I might fall off the boat and drown, um, I would have had my name tattooed somewhere on my body. So that so, find if, it, yeah. if somebody finds me, they know who I am. Yeah, I got my name tattooed on my back. Yeah, yeah just in case yeah. that happens to me. Uh, and I really <laughs> love being on the water. And I do know how to swim. But there are accidents on the water. Yeah. So that would be the only reason yeah. I would have a tattoo. <laughs> just, it returned my body. <laughs> Well, they get, they'll do dental records. They, they, they got forensic. Why? Well, I don't know. This is who I am. Yeah. I want you to know, I know a great uh, temporary tattoo artist, my niece. Oh. And she can come over and she could put a, a carrot or my a car- rabbit. Carrot is the first th- thing? No, that's what she has oh, in okay. her uh, bag of temporary tattoos. Maybe a flower. I'll let her know that oh, you're uh, that was, interested in getting yeah. some uh, A flower would be lovely. Yes. I love flowers. Yeah. I love flowers. Okay. I do like what you said about tattoos, though. Like, you got it at, like, a certain point in your life. And it's like, now I wouldn't have got it. Yeah. So, like, I look back. I look at all my tattoos, and I could tell you where I was when I got that <laughs> and where I was in my life, too. And maybe, like, sometimes it's like, you know, you point out, it's like, oh, I was going through this or, yeah. 
you know, this was, you know, I remember I getting this because this was going on in my life. So it gives me a sense of like, oh, like it, it allows me to pick up a piece of the past, which I mean, granted, my, my tattoos, a lot of them don't have meaning. Some of them do. Some of them are just random. I go in there. I used to, I'd have a, an appointment scheduled and they'd, I'd pick like three random ones, put them on. Um, but some of them, I mean, you know, I could still think back of where I was in my life when I got that on me, like that moment, like. So they're really for so you. So it's a time stamp. They're almost. all for you. Yeah, yeah. They're all for me. Well, someday when you're in your bathing suit in the summer, yeah. tell me the story. I'd like to hear it. We'll make a yeah. whole episode. Oh, wow. Out of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be interesting. I yeah. would, I'd love I my to. Legs. I got a lot of my legs. So. I'd like, yeah, you have that scary woman on the yeah, back. Yeah, I do have a scary woman on the <laughs> leg. I went to a buddy who's tattoo artist and, you know, he didn't do a good job on it. <laughs> I mean, I've got call him out. I mean. I accidentally saw it when yeah. you were wearing shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to hear the whole story, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll go through that. Yeah, yeah we can. All right, yeah. we'll tattoo. save we'll save tattoo yeah, yeah. questions for okay. <laughs> for when we document yeah. yours. Yeah. Um, and people, write in your thoughts on your tattoos if you would ever get one, because a lot of people do. Oh, I know. It, they're very popular. My my granddaughters have lots of tattoos, and but the thing about them sometimes is that what they're wearing doesn't go with the tattoo. And so you're kind of like, I don't know, you stand back and you try to figure out the whole story here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that it would have looked better for the garment if it hadn't been competing with the, the tattoos. I, I can't help but say that. The cotton they, comes first. They yeah, they know they know how I feel. So when on birthday money, I used to say, this is not for another tattoo. And then you know you know <laughs> what the money. That, then you know what they would do. Go get another tattoo. They would give the the they would give the money to their one of their sisters so they could have the tattoo. Oh uh, so they worked it out. So a loophole. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they did. Oh, they're very clever and very beautiful. All three. I wonder if any of the money you paid Justin when he was younger funded one of his tattoos. I don't know. I don't know. No. I, don't. I mean, no, because I really didn't get, I think my first tattoo I got when I was like 19. Okay. And then it is, once you got one, once you get one, it's just, it, it's that much easier to get a second. And then once I get to a point where it's just like, at this rate, I just, just keep going. Does it hurt when you have one? Yeah. Well, no. When you, Only when one you way get, to you, find yeah, out, Fran. No. You get one. No, I get it. I get it. I get a T with Fran. Uh, yeah. TWF. I get a TWF tattoo. Tea. Fran, tea with Fran, Fran draw it. what you want Justin to get tattooed on him. Draw a little tea mug or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll go do it. Okay, I'll think about that. Yeah, and I'll go get a tattoo. I'll put it like and somewhere you, on my leg or on my arm or wherever. You would just, really do yeah, that? Yeah, a little, yeah. If you want to do bit, I mean, I don't want to do like a full teacup across my chest, but like, no, do like a small little one. Yeah, I would, I'd get a tattoo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where's your tattoo, Kevin? I don't have any tattoos. Oh. No. I got I, enough for it. <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear that. You, you don't need any tattoos. <laughs> I just grow my hair out crazy. That's, you know, less permanent. Mm -hmm. No, but that's just you. Yes. Yes, it really is. So the tattoos aren't me? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's just you. The tattoos aren't me. That's what I'm getting at. He's no. a man without tattoos. Yeah. That's And Kevin. I'm just tattoos. You, I'm not a man. <laughs> you are a man with tattoos. There it is. See, that's the beauty of this. You know, you each are so unique on this earth. Mm -hmm. at, it's wonderful to know. And you. we're not even here for, I mean, we're here for a fraction of the, the universe's time, but our time, it's so, it feels so long. And as you... You know, as you progress through life, it's getting shorter, man. I mean, I need thirty-six hour days. I'm these twenty-four hour days aren't cutting it. I need an extra yeah. twelve. I need an extra twelve hours a day. So, Fran said something before 
And the way I wrote it down is the future is much closer as you get older. It is. The future is much. Wow. And it, that was because the past seems pretty far away mm-hmm. as you get older. So yep, yep. that was, uh, I was kind of freaking out in my head thinking about that. Yeah. And I think too, like as far as like me, like being in like, I want to stay as healthy as possible because I am in really good shape, especially not even like, you know, obviously cutting out alcohol is going to make me live a little longer, I think. Oh yeah, um, your you liver is happy. <laughs> you know, my liver is at least happy, <laughs> you know, bearing no other ailments, you know, whatever happens. Um, yeah. But I want to, I want my body to just, I want, you know, to, you know, I know this is just a vessel and I'm very much aware that what, you know, m- you know, my, my figure, my tattoos, whatever are going to be left behind. I'm going to be That's traveling right. through wherever, but I want to like, while I'm on this planet, I want to take good care of this machine. I'm fine leaving it when it's time to go. It, it will be time to go. Yes. But I want to make sure the vessel I'm in is, you know, is able to do the things where my brain is still wanting to Perfect. do it. Perfect. Good. That's great. I think that that was a great fan mail question. That's why we love them so much. Yes, we do. Thought provoking. Yes, very much. Well, before we get to the closing segment, Fran, you said today was your mother's hundred first, hundred fourth, hundred fourth birthday. Yes, and she has written one of my favorite poems of all time. And if you would be so willing to share with Justin and I and all the listeners. I will. I will. My mother did not realize that she was a very special poet. And I happened to send in one of her poems, and she won uh, a big uh, uh, poetry contest. Uh, It was the New American uh, Merit Certificate. And uh, this was in 1987 that she won this. And this is the poem I sent in. Now, my mother used to pull off. Hold on, Lizzie's, the dog's coughing, so I don't want her to get over that. When my mother would be driving along in the car, she'd say, oh, I hear it. And she would pull over, find a place to pull over, open her purse and pull out an envelope or anything she could write on and sit down and write her poem. She heard the poem coming to her, wherever it's coming from. And she had to write it then because if she waited till we got home, she wouldn't remember it at all. It, That's her, what happens. Her poetry simply came through her. I, I do. I have a habit too. I sleep with a pad next to me, uh, and also like my phone. My phone notes. Like anytime I have a joke that comes to my, I, I'll stop. Be like, oh, hold on one second. I just, I just have to stop and put it in because if I don't, the amount of stuff that I lose. Yeah. Not take. You know, I'm like, and I have stuff where it's so good. I'm like, I can't forget that. I'm like, I'll never forget that. And guess what? I forget it, and it's yeah. gone. Well, I'm going to have to take this ring off here. <laughs> I, this, well, this is a little dolphin ring. Ring and, stuck uh, on the book. And, yeah. yeah. And we went on a Windjammer cruise, and this was my ring from the Windjammer cruise. All right. Here's my mother's poem. Yeah, right. My mother um, was born in 1918, and she would be 104 today, but she never made her 70th birthday. It's called, Are All the Children In? I think oft times as night draws nigh of the old farmhouse on the hill, of a yard all wide and blossom-starred where the children played at will. And when night at last came rushing down, hushing the merry din, mother would look around and ask, Are all the children in? Tis many a year since then, and the farmhouse on the hill no longer echoes the children's feet, and the yard is still, so still. 
But I see it all in the shadows that creep, though many years have passed since then, and I can still hear Mother lovingly ask, Are all the children in? I wonder if when final shadows descend on our last short earthly day, when we say goodbye to the world outside, all tired of our childish play, when we step out into that other land where Mother has for so long been, will we hear her ask just as of old, Are all the children in? My mother was one of 11 children. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Happy birthday to your mother. Thank you. This has been Tea with Fran. Know your purpose. We're here for you. Find us on Instagram, YouTube, teawithfran at gmail.com or teawithfranmail at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. Till next time. Till next time.